0: hey folks randy newberg here wanna spend some time today talking about wyoming elk applications which are due january 31st 2022 at 11:59 59 mountain time uh this is a bonus episode uh every year we start going through these deadlines of states that we kind of focus on for the traveling non-resident hunter and uh, the first one out of the shoot is always Wyoming, then Arizona, then, no, oh, gosh, New Mexico, Utah, Colorado, Montana, and the list goes on. But uh, anyhow, uh, Wyoming elk, you've heard me say it many times, one of the best values I think you can get in uh, western hunting. Uh, if you're a traveling non-resident, you need to have Wyoming on your radar if you don't already. Uh, and all of these bonus podcasts are brought to you by GoHunt. If you want to use their insider, go sign up, use promo code Randy. And when you do, uh, sign up for at GoHunt.com, uh, insider, using promo code Randy, gets you $50 of free stuff in their gear shop. So, like I said, Wyoming, the deadline is January 31st, 2022 at 11 59 PM. Don't push it that long. Uh, Just not (laughs) not a good idea. Uh, Wyoming has great demand for their elk hunting because they do a great job of managing between quality and opportunity. They've got super high success rates and with the amount of public land they have, the way they manage their season dates and season types, it just works. Um, Wyoming also has a lot of cow tags, uh, reduced price tags, um, but I'm not going to cover all those. If you're interested in those, uh, this this uh, podcast will give you a little bit of an idea of how their system works, but I'm, I'm not going to go into all that detail. Just know that the costs are lower, the odds are a lot better, and if you go, you'll probably be like some of my friends who go there cow elk hunting every year. Uh, they have a great time, and they always seem to come home with a lot of elk meat. Which is kind of the purpose of why you would go do something like that in a place like Wyoming. It's just, well, one, it's fun. Two, there's a lot of opportunity. And three, cow elk hunting contributes to the effort of conservation. So uh, let's walk through some of this. I think if I ask some questions, uh, can I ask myself a question and then answer it? (laughs) That's how I'm kind of, I, I guess I'm going to do it. Um, we're going to start with a talk about the basics of how the Wyoming system works for non-residents. And it starts with this. By statute, Wyoming is required to give non-residents 7,250 elk tags every year. And the mix of that between limited entry tags and general tags is kind of a a formula, they back into it by starting with the limited entry tags. So those of us who apply for limited entry tags in Wyoming, we get as non-residents 16% of all the limited entry bull elk tags in Wyoming. So if you just use a quick number that there's a 100 tags in a unit, 16 of those are going to non-residents. and uh, I'll walk through the split of how that happens later on. But let's just use an example that the 16% limited entry draws resulted in non-residents getting 2,250 tags. Well, if we got 2,250 in the limited entry draw, the remainder has to be made up with general tags. And so they would have to add 5,000 general tags to that in order to get us up to the statutory limit of 7,250 tags. So that's uh, that's kind of the framework of how Wyoming starts with this process. And then once the tags are are allocated to how many the non-residents are going to get, there's two portions to the Wyoming draw. There's the regular draw, which is lower priced. And then there's the special draw, which is higher priced. And for elk, it's higher priced to the tune of, I think, 570 some dollars more. So the, the rationale, which I don't like, but it's the rule Wyoming put out there, is that people willing to pay more money end up with better draw odds. There's just something about that that doesn't sit well. But it's the reality what we're faced with in Wyoming. So you have to make a decision. Are you going to go in the regular priced draw they call the regular draw? Or are you going to go in the higher priced special draw? And here's how the mechanics of those work in the context of uh, this pool of non-resident tags I mentioned. So they start with the special draw, the expensive one, and they put 40% of all the non-resident tags over into the special draw. They then take the remaining 60% and they put those over into the lower priced regular draw. So within the special draw and within the regular draw, here's how the draw gets conducted. They take that pool of tags for each draw, and let's say, I'm going to use an example, it's always easier. There's 100 non-resident tags, so 40 of them go in the special draw. That's 40% of 100 is 40, so there's 40 tags over in the special draw. Now, what they do is they put everybody in the first part of the draw, which is called the preference point draw. So 75% of Wyoming's tags are issued to non-residents based on how many points you have. And preference points, that those systems are the person with the most points gets the tag, or the tag. So if they start up at the 12-point level and they give away a tag, go to the 11-point level, they give away tags to people at that point pool. And by the time they get through the 10-point layer, they're all out of tags. What that means is everybody with 9 points or less, you don't get a tag this year. So, let's walk through that then. There's 40 tags in the special pool. 75% of those, or 30 of those tags, are going to get given away based on preference points. So, whatever hunt code you put in for, 75% of those tags are going to go to the folks with the most points. Now, they go through and they do that for every hunt code. And when they do it, there's an awful lot of non-residents who didn't get their tag because they didn't have enough points. So everybody who doesn't get a tag in the preference point, the the first part, the preference point draw, we all get thrown over into the random draw for the other 25% of the tags. So in this case, I'm talking about with a special pool that's been allocated 40 tags, 30 of those tags go to the preference point draw. And 10% of those tags go to the random draw. So every year you hear of somebody, or you might hear quite a few people, who draw a Wyoming out tag with very few points. That's because they got thrown over into the random draw and they drew one of those random tags, those 25% of the tags that are done on a random basis. So they do that and then they go over to the regular draw and they do the same thing. So 60 tags came over to the regular draw, in other words, 60% of the 100 non-resident tags, they came to the regular draw. And in the regular draw, they split those 60 tags in another 75-25 split with 75% or 45 of the 60 tags going in the preference point draw. And everybody who didn't draw in the preference point draw gets thrown over into the random draw where we all get to keep our fingers crossed that in that random draw we get one of those tags, one of those 25% that are issued randomly. So that's kind of the mechanics of how it works in Wyoming. Uh, you kind of it's helped to see a visual on this. We when we do the videos on it, we do these graphics and these illustrations that Go Hunt has built for us, and it's it's a lot easier to see visually than it is to try and imagine with me talking about it uh but the point of that is is that wyoming is going to have some tags that end up being issued due to the fact that they have a random portion to their draw and uh i hope you're one of those people if you don't have a lot of points man it'd be cool if you were that person who ended up with that tag uh i'm I'm trying to think if I've ever drawn in a random draw. I think I did one year. Uh, I felt really, really lucky uh, because I was right at the threshold and I ended up drawing a tag that I thought, oh, it's going to be another year or two before I actually draw. So you never know. But let's talk about what it costs to apply in Wyoming and the logistics, the steps you go through to do it. So... Wyoming does not make you buy a non-refundable, non-resident license. So that saves you a bunch of upfront sunk costs. But they do make you send in all the money. So if you're sending the money in, I think the regular draw is $707. So if you're in the regular draw, you got to send in your $707. You got to add a $15 application fee. So that gets you to, what, $722? And then they charge you a 2.5% transaction fee to cover the credit card charges. So by the time you're all done with that in Wyoming you, for the regular draw, you're right around $740 out of pocket. And they're going to sit on that money for a long time. They they close the draw January 31st. And then they let you modify your application, usually somewhere into early May. And then they notify everybody, hey, the the deadline for modifying your applications is closing on, I'll just pick a number. I don't know what it'll be, like May 5th. So then within the next two weeks, they conduct the draw. You either jump up and down and scream to the the sky because you lucked out and drew your tag. Or you kind of kick in the dirt. And you're waiting for your refund, which probably isn't going to come back on your credit card until late May or early June. So that refund will be for your full tag fee that you had to front, but you won't get back the $15 application fee and you won't get back the 2.5% transaction fee. Those are just money gone for the... Yeah, you know, the the true cost of, of a raffle ticket in that random portion of the draw. So same thing is is in place over in the special draw, but the price instead of seven hundred and seven bucks is twelve hundred and eighty three dollars plus the fifteen dollar application fee plus the two and a half percent transaction fee. Ouch. So here, here's one thing to think about. If you got a youth in your house, and I think those are hunters ages 12 to 17, uh, if you want to apply them, they can they can go in the regular draw for the $290 for the uh, $15 application fee plus a two and a half percent transaction mm-hmm. charge. So it's you know $417 less for a youth hunter in the regular draw than it is a, an adult hunter. Now, if that youth tries to go over and you apply that youth in the special draw, in the special draw, a youth pays the same exact fee that an adult does. So if you wanna take advantage of the Wyoming youth prices, uh, you gotta stay in the regular draw. Um, so hopefully that gives you an idea of the basics of uh, how it works. Um, but, I also want to get in, well, before I get into this next piece, let's talk about what that general tag represents, right? I said after the limited entry draw, they come up with however many general tags there will be. And again, the general tags, there's a little bit of, of they call it makeup stuff, where the rounding of this hunt code, that hunt code, they end up putting some of them back in the general pool. It's, I shouldn't even talk about it because it's complicated, but know that generally, 60% of the general tags are going in the regular draw and 40% in the special draw. And why do they call it general if you have to draw for the tag, right? Well, the reason they call it general is because Wyoming residents can go buy this tag over the counter. And it's a large number of units in Wyoming that the season, the archery season is uh, September 1st through the 30th and then the rifle seasons are usually in october so uh you have to go when you when you get the general tag you have to go look at the wyoming regulation booklet and see what the season dates are what the the allowed harvest is in other words is it brow tine bull elk only is it uh, cows or brow tines is it part of the season and is brow tine and then it's uh, cows after that, or is it any elk? Uh, you just gotta pay attention to that stuff if you get the general tag, because you might go from one unit that has different dates and har- allowed harvest to a different general unit that has completely different season dates and allowed harvest. So be paying attention to that. The The general tag has gotten to be very popular uh, I'm in both the regular pool and the special pool, and the reason is, is Wyoming has a system that's been in place for this will be the 17th year that they started with preference points. So anyone who's been success, unsuccessful in the past 16 years has 16 bonus or preference points going into this draw, and there are a lot of people at those point levels. There are 1,040 people who are sitting there with 16 points, 1,149 have 15 points, 1,270 have 14 points. If I add up all of the point holders who have double digit points, those people come to 12,500 and some. So think about that. A lot of these people, not all of them, but a lot of them haven't even been applying for tags. They've just been buying points over there on the side. So we don't even see them in last year's draw odds. They're just like in a dark closet. But yet someday they decide, you know, I want to go hunting in Wyoming. So they jump into the draw and poof, we get this thing called point creep. Any of the states with a preference point system or even a hybrid preference point system you see point creep and it seems to come out of nowhere but if you look at the people who are just buying points it's not coming out of nowhere that's the other data set you should be looking at to have reasonable expectations so i'll give you an example last year we had a sweepstakes winner he had 11 points in going into the 2021 draw And we looked at the 2020 draw results and he says man this looks like a good hunt i'd love to apply for this what do you think i'm like you know that looks like a great hunt i'm i'm on board man let's do it and in 2020 people with a half point less than him drew the tag so with 10 and a half points people had drawn that tag in the year before and people say how do you get a half point well say someone with 11 points and someone with 10 points applies as a party their average is 10 and a half. So anyhow, he goes into the 2021 draw. He's like, man, I'm ahead of what it took last year. I should get the tag this year. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I know that with the rumors that have come, and they're not really rumors, they're reality, because there's been a few bills introduced in the Wyoming legislature to take non-resident tag allocations down to 10%. And if that happens... People are thinking, well, man, I got to get in now before that happens because point creeps just going get, to get even more complicated. So here comes the 2021 draw results. And next to our sweepstakes winner's name, it says unsuccessful. Bummer. Well, what happened? A bunch of guys or gals, a bunch of hunters who had been buying points jumped in. And in 2021, that unit jumped by three and a half points. So it now took 14 points instead of 10 and a half points. So he looks at that for 2022. He's like, all right, with all these people coming off the sidelines, there's no way I'm ever going to catch up to that. I'm going to have to recalibrate my my (laughs) my elevation dial here when it comes to tags and i'm gonna apply for this unit so he and i were talking about it last week and he said i just i really want to go hunting this year in wyoming so i'm willing to not push it and what he meant by that is i don't want to be right on that break point And now this year he's got 12 points and a lot of people would say, well, apply for a unit that took 11 or 12 points last year because you'll probably get it. Well, he learned his lesson in 2021 and he said, no, I'm going to apply for a unit that took nine points. So if you think about what this point creep does, it kind of matriculates down the 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 ladder of point pools. So now in 2022, he's using his 12 points on a tag that last year, I think some people even drew with eight. But the highest applicant, I think, only had nine points. So in 2022, after the draw is over, there's going to be some people who thought, well, last year people drew with eight. I got eight. I should draw this year. Well, maybe you will, but our sweepstakes winner is going to take one of those tags. So you're going to see some point creep in that unit. Um... I, I guess that's a, a way for me to, to emphasize that last year's draw odds aren't always a guarantee. In fact, they're never a guarantee of what's going to happen in the upcoming year. So it's really good to look back at the, the historical draw odds. And I look back for five years. That's it's one of the things Gohan and I worked on in their draw odds is to get a five-year window that's laid out right in front of you. So you can see these trends. You can see the applicant behavior for the last five years. The other thing, uh, if you go to the Wyoming Game and Fish website, they have these PDF uh, files that you can download that have last year's uh, results. But those of you who've looked at them, you know it says, okay, we gave away two tags at 10 points, two tags at nine points. And all the tags were gone, so here's how many people had 8 points or less. Well, it never tells you how many people had 8 or 7 or 6 or 5 or 4. So, there's a lot of missing information there when it all gets lumped, right? For the example I'm giving, everybody with 8 points or less gets lumped in and it says there were 48 people with 8 points or less. Well, you don't know how many of those had 8, how many had 7, how many had 2. Well... One of the things that Go Hunt has done is they break it out by every point level. So you get to see how that 48 people breaks out instead of just lumped in like you see in the Wyoming regulations or Wyoming draw results. And you might say, well, what difference does that make? I'll try to walk you through this. And it's hard to explain, but hopefully the example will work. So... I said all right here's a a, tag, uh, a hunt code where two tags went at the 10 point level two went at the 9 level so Wyoming just tells us anyone less than 8 points didn't get a tag and there were 48 people well what if there were no applicants at 8 no at 7 and none at 6 you wouldn't know that by looking at the Wyoming information but if you look at the go hunt information you see that there are 3 years Or three point layers that don't have any applicants. So if you just looked at it from afar and you had five points last year, six going into this year. You'd kind of give up on that hunt because last year all the tags went out at ten and nine. What you can now see is that you would be the next person in line if applicants applied in the same units they did last year. And I've done that before in Wyoming where there's been these gaps of, you know, two years or whatever with nobody at those point pools for, you know, a two two of those layers. And if I'm the next person in line, even though I look like I'm three or four points away from getting that tag, I usually hang in there for another year. And I've had it happen before where all of a sudden, phew, I get the tag the following year. And people just relying on the Wyoming printout aren't going to see that information. So anyhow, kind of nerding out here. I'm a CPA, right? I'm allowed to nerd out on this stuff. Uh, uh, One thing we we always like to talk about is how to get the most value out of your applications. Um, That's by having a short-term, mid-term, and long-term plan. And Wyoming gives you a little bit of everything. There are short-term options in Wyoming. And for me, I always say short-term is zero to four years. The general elk tag is a short-term option. Even in the regular draw, you should draw that at, well with about four points. Um, it's it's going up every year. In fact, the the special tag demand is going up faster for the general hunt than what's happening in the regular uh, pool. But the short-term option for Wyoming is definitely the general tag. Uh, most of those units you can go hunt archery September first through the 30th by buying the archery stamp and then if you aren't successful you can come back during the rifle season so a uh, lot of opportunity on that general tag or even and I should should say that doesn't just apply to the general tag a lot of the tags that so <laughs> I don't know why all these got to be so complicated wouldn't it be nice if it was just 100% random and didn't have to worry about this but it's not so I have to give this explanation. So in Wyoming, the type one tag and the type two tag, almost, uh, those let you shoot an antlered elk. And the type one tags are usually if there's an earlier season. The type two tags are if there's a later season. And then we have type nine tags, which those are usually archery only tags. So you gotta be paying attention to any units that issue a type nine tag. Because in most of those units, not all, right? Everything's gotta have an exception to it. In most of those units that issue a type nine tag, that's the only tag that you can use to archery hunt that unit. And I think about the places that have type nine tags, they're mostly in the northwest and north central parts of the state. Uh, and so if you draw a type nine tag, that's your hunt. You're going there archery hunting um so you, you can get more of this uh, out on the go Hunt, uh strategy article or go read the Wyoming regulations. Uh, a lot of people read the Wyoming regulations and they got to read it a few times before it really starts making sense but uh, it's just just be aware of that uh the type four and the type six tags are just about always cow tags uh, and and uh, we're, we as most of the folks that I talk to are first looking at the type one, type two, or type nine tags. Um, so then people ask, gosh, is there much public land to hunt in Wyoming? <laughs> Lots of it, That's what makes it such a wonderful state. Uh, it depends on if you count state trust land, all that, uh, BLM land for service land. Uh, about 60% of Wyoming is public land. So finding a place to hunt's not gonna be a problem. Know that in a designated wilderness area, okay, an area that is designated as wilderness under the Wilderness Act of 1964, non residents have to either hire a guide or have a Wyoming resident accompany them as their. I don't know if they have a term for it. They're not a, a guide, a guide assumes you're getting paid. Uh, uh, host? I, I don't know. But anyhow, there's two ways you can can hunt wilderness areas as a non-resident. Hire a guide or go with a Wyoming resident and make sure that you've followed all the rules and checked all the boxes for that. Uh, there's a lot of state trust land, which will be those powder blue sections that show up on your map. In Wyoming, you, your hunting license gives you permission to be there hunting, but you can't camp. You cannot camp on those state trust lands. You can hunt them, but you can't camp on them. Uh, the other thing Wyoming has, they, they, I think they have the best public access program. Uh, they call it private lands, public wildlife. Uh, and this is where they go to landowners and say, hey, can we pay you to allow public hunting access? And a lot of it is on the deeded land of those properties. But a big chunk of it is based on getting us access to either landlocked or adjacent parcels that would otherwise be inaccessible. So the HMA program, Hunter Management Areas, those are usually on a draw. I think you have to have your application in. Go out to their website. It'll tell you. I don't want to give you a date and have it messed up. But it's in the summer, just after tags come out, called HMA. And then they have the other program called walk-in hunting areas. And those are just as the name implies. You park your vehicle and you walk in. No no ATVs, nothing else. It's walk-in, only hunting. So uh, some of you are probably asking about age and, and hunter ed requirement. Uh, you must be 12 years old in Wyoming uh, by the time your season starts, I think. Uh, and i mentioned that youngsters get a discounted price hunter education proof of hunter education is necessary for anyone born after january 1 1966 so in other words uh if you're 56 years old or older you're probably going to skate by but if you're born after january 1 1966 you need hunter education uh People always ask, well, can I just buy a point? Because in Wyoming, we used to, at the time we did our application, we got to check the box to say, I want to buy a point if I'm successful. Now they have what's called a point purchase period that starts in July, usually July 1st, and runs until the end of October, end of November. But you can go out there and buy your point after the draw for, well, 2023. So don't forget that a lot of people when they don't draw in Wyoming they just space it out they get busy they're fishing they're hunting whatever and they forget to go in and buy a point for the next year don't forget that starts that point period opens July 1st Uh, you can return a tag in Wyoming for certain situations uh, but not just don't don't think you're going to return the tag and get your points restored you can surrender it and have it issued to a disabled vet or a person in a wheelchair. But it's not like some of these other states where, yeah, I'll just give my tag back and get my points restored. Not how it works in Wyoming. Uh, so I think that covers the basics. Um, again, these bonus episodes brought to you by Gohan. If you really want the deep dive in it. I see they've done a video out on the Go Hunt website. They have strategy articles out there about Wyoming, as they do for every state. Um, and if you want to sign up and have all those tools, all those maps, everything, all the draw results or draw odds, the whole works available to you, uh, you can go out there to, to the Go Hunt sign up for the Insider. And when you do, save some money. Use promo code Randy and get $50 credited to you in their gear shop. Um, and mostly, don't miss the January 31st deadline. That's the big thing, right? Most of you probably already know how the Wyoming system works. But sometimes it helps to have a reminder of what the deadline is. So uh, don't miss that date. Apply in Wyoming. And uh, good luck. It's uh, <laughs> it's worth every penny of it if you draw. Trust me on that one. So. Anyhow, stay tuned for the next uh, the next bonus episode. We'll cover Arizona. Uh, I think we'll do that in about a week or 10 days because that deadline, the Arizona deadline will be February 8th, if I remember right. So thanks for being here. Good luck.